Good evening. Peace be with you. Welcome to our Christmas Eve service this evening. I don't have a lot of uh, announcements for you, except for one, our president of our council would like to speak. And so I will call Daryl up as he's ready. And I'll sit down and behave myself for once. Oh. <laughs> Ashley, that's he's calling you up. And Liz. I gotta go to the restroom. Oh, okay. I thought I could hear myself. Um as a token of appreciation from the congregation, we set up a little collection going for Ashley and Liz and for Pastor, because of the work they do here at the church. Um, although they work here, as we all know, you don't often get as rewarded as you should for everything you do. And these three put an awful lot of time and effort into it. I know Ashley has just started, but she's really done a marvelous job since the little bit that she's been here. Liz, of course, yes. And that's uh, very, very uh, deserved. Liz, of course, just works her tail off. I can't say enough for everything that Liz does. And of course, our pastor, we can't get away from everything that, that gentleman has done for us. So for that, we've got these, it's cards that people have dropped off over the last couple, three weeks. And it's an appreciation for all of that you do for us. And thank you very much. Ashley. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to ask you to stand and let us uh, sing our opening hymn, which is Good Christian Friends Rejoice on page 55 as we have the lighting of the Advent wreath.
we come together this evening in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, I therefore declare to you, by his authority, the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth.
be with you. Let us pray. Oh God, you make us glad with the yearly remembrance of your birth, of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that as we joyfully receive him as our Redeemer, we may with sure confidence behold him when he comes to be our judge through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good evening. And Merry Christmas in several hours. The first reading this evening is from Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 10 through 14, and it can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1069. The prophet Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 10 through 14. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Now we'll read responsively Psalm 110, verses 1 through 4, and it's printed in your bulletin. Psalm 110, verses 1 through 4. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle, parade in holy splendor. Your young men will come to you like dew from the morning's womb. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The third reading this evening is from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. And this can be found in your pew Bible on page 1902. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one who has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel reading this evening is from St. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1497. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Glory to you, O Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. and She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, 
And nothing good starts without being in the name of Jesus. Amen? All right. We're going to do a little responsiveness tonight. But uh, I have a friend who spoke to me about this service and, and the service at Christmas in general. He was in a slump, he felt. Have any of you been in a slump personally, professionally, in your golf game? Maybe a bat? You know what it's like to be in kind of a slump? Just things aren't working. You know what to do and how to do it. It's just not translating into something that seems like you can deliver. And that's where this man was. He's, he, his question was, how many ways, how many times can I deliver a sermon, a proclamation on the birth of a baby and make it interesting? Well, there's a problem. It's not incumbent on him to make it interesting, is it? Is it incumbent on a pastor or uh, anybody leader of a church to entertain you? Make it fun? No, it's not. But we worry about those things in the office of ministry. He also went on to say, this time of year is tough. I've done a lot of funerals. Got a lot of people that are sick. And hospice that are doubting their salvation. And all along, I've done my best to proclaim Christ and Him crucified, and they don't seem to get it. Help me. What do I do? How do I tell this story? which is an actual historical event written down by us, corroborated by eyewitnesses. How do I make this have meaning to people on Christmas Eve that pretty much want to go home? And wake up in the morning and go about all things that are Christmas, that are wonderful, that are familial with their family and the ones they love. What do I do? I had these words for him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Those that didn't laugh, you'll get it on the way home in your car, probably. <laughs> Here's the thing. I do know. I do know that if, if we, if I, if you, at, oh, by the way, you're a priesthood of believers. You're ministers. If you stick to the truth, to what it is, what it matters, Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins, then you will be on target. What does it mean to be a Christian? Well, it means Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, but what do you got to do? Nothing. I have to believe. I'm part of it. Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, but you sin. Yeah, I know, but Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. And that's what it means. Some people might say something about Jesus that, uh, and, I, and I've said it before, and there's even a song out there, born to die. Huh. Well, there's something to get real excited about, right? Yeah, he's born to die. Well, that is true. 
But if I say that over and over again, it rings hollow. Yes, he was born. And his name says that he was born, he is God with us. And he is the Savior. Not only is he Lord, but he's Savior. He's more than a baby. He's more than one who was born to die for you and for me. We hear from Isaiah that he said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. You know, Isaiah was written more than a month before David or before Jesus was born. More than a year. More than a hundred years. He wrote this nearly, well, more than 600 years prior, before Christ was born. That's not a lucky guess. That is prophecy that was fulfilled in this little baby being born. Now, in my study, it took me to Martin Luther's sermon on Christmas. And Martin Luther goes and says, the devil, the Turks, which would be those who are of Islam faith, all the godless, that is, they believe that which everybody believes and that is true, but would not die for it. They believe that Jesus was born of the virgin. They heard it. They read it. They believe it. They'll say it. They believe that he was born to die. They believe that he was born of a virgin. And that's about where it stops. Because there's more to him than being born of a virgin, more to him than being born to die. He is Lord. He was God. He was and is God with skin on, the word that became incarnate and walked along with us and proclaimed God's love. He is the gospel walking amongst us. And then he walked to the cross. But there's more to him than just being born to die. It's important point here too that Martin Luther makes he says people will say it but they won't be willing to risk their life on it to die for that would you if you were answered the question asked the question and your answer would determine whether or not you lived or died if you said yes I believe you died would you would you say I believe that Jesus is fully God fully man would you say that Jesus is the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, who came to save the world? Would you do that? Would you say yes? That brought me to something that I read in a very old document, but certainly not as old as Isaiah, and that is in our Declaration of Independence. And do you know that the 56 folks that signed that, they publicly declared their commitment to the self-evident truth by saying this. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, 
our fortunes and our sacred honor. People don't talk like that anymore. When was the last time you gave a thought about your sacred honor or pledged it? When was the last time or the last person or the last truth that you pledged your life or your fortune to it? Pastor Ken, you're kind of bringing me down a little bit here on Christmas Eve, bud. Yeah, I wanted it to be different. I look out here and I see veterans. Some I know and some I don't know. They pledged it all. They made a promise. And they kept it. I think... I'd like to also um, read to you, and I'm going to have you look at it, but on um, page 40 of your green hymnal, you know the song. It's called, What Child Is This? I'll give you a chance to get to it, but the reason that I brought this up was another friend got into this conversation and said, hey, I know where you guys are coming from with this discussion and and not knowing how to tell the story again. What does it really mean? Why don't you take a look at what child is this and meditate on the second stanza. I'll read the first and second and third. Begins with what child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping. This is the Christ, the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding. Good Christian fear for sinners here, the silent word is pleading. Nails, spear shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me and for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him in, since gold and myrrh come peasant king to own him. Come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy, for peace is born. The babe, the son of Mary. He was more than just born to die. He was more than just Mary's baby. Mary gave birth to this child not for herself, but for you, for me, 
And we have to take a look at what the angels say because they proclaim that this child is born, that this child is going to take the sins of the world upon himself. And that, that is why he was born, to die and to be raised again on the third day according to scriptures. Raised again, there is the point of all of this. Yeah, this is a happy time, a birth of a baby. What's not to love? But that boy would grow, and that boy would teach, and that boy would sacrifice from humble beginnings. He is relatable. He is transparent. He has experienced everything that you have. That's why he lived. To experience everything that you ever have and ever will experience, we have a Lord, a walking gospel that knows what you're going through even right now. He was more than born to die. He was more than born to be pinned in a horrible death on that cross. No, he was born to be born again, resurrected again, to defeat death. The last part of the law that stood between you and me and our Father who art in heaven. His death, his death paid the price. You and I couldn't. The only price that you and I can pay, get this, that human creature can pay. Do you know what we can pay God? Got any ideas? The only thing we can pay him is a horrible death in hell. Remember that one Christmas when Pastor Ken went off the deep end? I'm telling you the truth. That's all you can give. And on that day when he calls those forward, those who believe and those that don't, the ones that don't believe, and he says, hey, it's real, one time. One time, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You guys heard that before? Nobody's going to say, I got a raw deal. Because they'll know. Yeah, I should have listened. Yeah, I should have believed. Yeah, he was calling me in the face of my baby that was born. I know there was a creator from that. I didn't do all that. I'm not that good. In the face of my grandchildren, in the face of the people that are sitting next to me, God is saying to you, ta-da! Remember that? I'm here. The sun comes up. Ta-da! I'm here. Joyful moments that you will have with your family. Ta-da! Brought to you by God. And through his death, and through his blood, and in your baptism, you were clothed in Christ. So when he looks at you, he doesn't see a wretched, miserable sinner like me. Like you. It's covered. It's paid for. And Jesus isn't just somebody that was. Jesus is. Jesus is here right now. Jesus has come to you in the word. Jesus came to you in the water. And Jesus is going to come to you in the holy sacrament of the altar tonight. He is here with you. He did everything for you. He was born for you. He died for you. 
He resurrected for you. And you know what the best news is? He's coming back for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty.
you may be seated. Your eternal Son, you reveal that you are love. Give us true faith in Christ and his promise that by his conception, his virgin birth, his holy life, sacrificial death, and victorious resurrection, that our sins are forgiven and we are yours. Increase our love for one another. For as you abide in us, we abide in you, and your love is perfected in us. Fill us with joy and lead us to proclaim your glad tidings to all people. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, by his birth in human flesh, your dear son took his place in the family of Mary and Joseph. Bless the families of our church and our country that men and women would live faithfully as husbands and wives, loving and caring for their children and nurturing them in the grace of baptism and all the truth of your word. In your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, by your gracious provision, you created your church to be your family, where 
nurtured by your word and sacraments, all of us may find a home filled with sisters and brothers to care for us, to love us, and increase our joy. Make of us a refuge for the weary, a family for the lonely, a safe place for those who are afraid, and a help to one another in all our burdens. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, guide and defend the President, Congress, and all who administer and judge our laws. Change the hearts of those who would lead us away from your justice and your truth. Preserve in this land the freedom to serve you and lead us to be faithful citizens. Lord, in your mercy. Father, in, in love you declared us to be yours and promised to hear our prayers. Protect the police, fire personnel, and other emergency workers who, whose duty and service to us have called them away from their loved ones this very night. Keep safe all who are traveling during this holiday time. Relieve the sufferings of your people and heal their diseases according to your, your, your mercy, Father. We pray especially for Bill Kendig this evening. We also name out loud or silently in our hearts the following. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, our Savior and brother, you feed us in body and soul. Give true faith in your word and promises to all who receive your body and blood this night. Sustain your people in humble repentance and in godly living. Lord, in your mercy. And into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
took the bread and he gave thanks. He gave thanks and then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For St. Paul reminds us that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim, you proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his coming again. Let us now together pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. I will tell you that the Lord's table is prepared for all who confess Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I heard you do that this evening. So if your confession with your lips and with your heart is that Jesus is here, Jesus was born to do more than just die, but to save you and me from your sins, then come, the table is prepared, and the ushers will bring you up.
Will you please stand? And now the part where every eighth grade little boy and girl was waiting for, we get to play with fire. But before we do that, please receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now, a bit of instructions on lighting candles, even though I know all of you have been doing this for a long time. But I will light it up here, and then I will bring the lit candle to the rose here. And if you are lighting, then you'd get to turn your candle this way. If you're already lit, double entendre there, if you're, keep it like this, okay? <laughs> I don't know what y'all been doing before you got here, but, uh, but keep it like this when it's lit, and if you need to light it, go like this. Amen? Yeah. All right. Thank you, ladies.
May the God of all peace be with you always. Let us go and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. There you go. Nice bow, little one. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody.